is the Air Force still a customer for face access at bases? They are, yes. Good. Um, so gotten our second contract with them. Uh, everything's is going well. So we're, we're very excited about working with the DOD. So how, like China calls and says, we want to implement this all over China, but like you don't like their social policies. Do you take the deal? No. You are listening to Conversations with Nathan Latka. Now, if you're hearing this, it means you're not currently on our subscriber feed. To subscribe, go to getlatka.com. When you subscribe, you won't hear ads like this one. You'll get the full interviews. Right now, you're only hearing partial interviews. And you'll get interviews three weeks earlier from founders, thinkers, and people I find interesting. Like Eric Wan, 18 months before he took Zoom public. We got to grow faster. Minimum is 100% over the past several years. Or bootstrap founders like Vivek of Question Pro. When I started the company, it was not cool to raise. Or Looker CEO Frank Bean before Google acquired his company for $2.6 billion. We want to see a real pervasive data culture, and then the rest flows behind that. If you'd like to subscribe, go to gitlatka.com. There, you'll find a private RSS feed that you can add to your favorite podcast listening tool, along with other subscriber-only content. Now look, I never want money to be the reason you can't listen to episodes. On the checkout page, you'll see an option to request free access. I grant 100% of those requests, no questions asked. Hello, everyone. My guest today is Sean Moore. He is making sense of video data via his company, TrueFace.ai. His journey to create the company began in 2012, leaving Merrill Lynch in Chicago and booking a one-way ticket to Casablanca, Morocco to pursue his entrepreneurial vision, make technology accessible, personable, and trustworthy. Sean, you ready to take us to the top? I am, yes. All right. So talk to us. What is TrueFace doing, and is it a pure place, a SaaS model in terms of how you're making money? Uh, it was, and, and we've transitioned out of that into a couple of different ways of making money. One is through proof of concepts or just general proof that the technology works in the environments in which we're seeing demand for. Uh, the second then is production licensing and a third is professional services. So one of the, the interesting things to note about uh, computer vision right now is it's still very early on in, in the industry's adoption. And so a lot of these Fortune 500 companies or governments that we work with don't have the capacity or engineering talent to take this technology, implement it quickly and, and show ROI. And so, you know, we are having to do a lot of that handholding and it's becoming helpful for us because then we can dictate our, it helps us dictate how we build our products based on the demands of the actual customers. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, so when you came on, uh, I guess it was probably four or five months ago. Um, it sounded like it was kind of a more pure play SaaS model. Why are you moving away from that? Is it just because they, they can't implement it even if they buy it? Exactly. So, you know, we thought that's what would be the the easiest kind of least friction point to make the sale. And it turns out that it ended up being significantly harder. And, you know, a lot of the times we're deploying this technology on local infrastructure to our clients to ensure data and privacy you know, that, that is upheld by our clients. And so the, the SaaS model just doesn't always work for them. They would prefer to buy an annual license or a per camera license. And so you know, we, we've had to listen to what our customers said versus what we thought they were going to say. Well, an annual it, license is still, I consider SaaS, it's still recurring. It, it is, but there's there's always some mechanism of support or professional services that we've got to tack on to it. So I would say it's becoming a hybrid from a traditional, you know, purely you could sign up, buy our sol- solution and deploy it to now there, there is that handholding or three to six months of work with them to get it up and running. So if you look at all the revenue you've made in 2019 so far, what do you think the split is between one-time stuff versus truly annual recurring? 
uh, when you had asked me this six months ago, it was probably 80% one time. Uh, that's now flipped. It's probably about 70% recurring now. So, okay. so you're more of a SaaS company than you were six months ago. Yes, but just in a, a different dynamic. <laughs> okay. So yes, in terms of the way that we book the revenue now. Okay. So I'm not quite sure I understand, right? So you said you're kind of moving away from SaaS because it's not working, but then you just told me your revenue has been 70% SaaS and 30% one time. So what's really the storyline here? It takes more consulting than you thought? It, it does. It takes more consulting to get to that point where it is truly SaaS. So we, we initially assumed that we could just put documentation on the internet. People would come sign up, pay through Stripe, and it would be off the races. Uh, that wasn't the case. And so, you know, well, now yeah, you're an enterprise sale, by the way, you told me your ARPU earlier was uh, last episode was five grand a month. That's $60,000 a year. People aren't just going to put a credit card on a website and pay 60 grand. <laughs> well, we, we thought they would. Yeah. Um, <laughs> is your, ARPU, is that still your, your kind of target annual contract value? They're paying about $60,000 a year. Uh, it, it's gotten higher this year. Uh, we've booked just, uh, just over seven figures. And so going from about $200,000 in revenue last year to over seven figures this year, you know, we're starting to understand that that cycle a bit better. Okay. And of the, of the, of last year in 2018, the 200 grand, how much of that was consulting versus true recurring annual contracts? Uh, about 80% was consulting, consulting okay, it. so or proof of concept work. So yeah, it's definitely flipped. And we're, you know, I think that the hardest part about the, the enterprise sales cycle, especially with computer vision is it's a new purchase. It's a new line item and it's either going to marketing, it's going to security. And so finding the, the budgetary line item for us has been, uh, has been somewhat of a mission. Um, but I think, you know, having an internal champion is, is what helps get us to that point where we're understanding how we drive ROI for those customers. So how many customers are you now working with the annual contracts? Uh, about 17 to 20 right now. Okay, 17 folks, that's good. And obviously founded in 2013. Now, have you raised any capital since we last spoke? We have, yeah. So we secured a, a seed round, 3.7 million from some investors. On top here. of the four? Uh, no, so the, the, the total the total amount raised to date from inception is just over 5 million, um, but the seed round is 3.7. Okay, you do a note there or a safe or what? Uh, yeah, we, we, we actually priced out some, we priced out half of it, did it on half of it. You pr- so you priced out equity and you did debt on the other. That's correct. Yeah. Who did you get debt from? Like a Silicon Valley bank? Uh, no, no, it was it was convertible notes. Okay, got it. That's interesting. Well, I mean, usually you do a convertible note when people can't agree on valuation, but you had people agreeing on valuation because you did part of it as equity. So why not just put everyone under the equity? Yeah, con- convertible note first, uh, rolling into the equity round. Got it. Okay, got it. What was the spread in terms of the time between the two? Uh, about three months. Okay. So it- not, not a whole lot of time. We, we, we weren't planning on raising, raising the equity round. Um, and then an opportunity came up for us, came up to us with a great partner and, and we decided to move forward with it. So, you know, at, at that point for us, we had the cash uh, that we needed, but the partnership and, and the doors that were open from that investor w- was, was more appealing to us. Interesting. Okay. So what, what how much of it was equity? Uh, Two, two million out of the 3.7. Okay, got it. So 1.7 convertible note, wait three months, another 2 million, that is pure equity. Correct. Okay, and how did you have the valuation conversation around that 2 million in equity? Did you did they kind of value like an agency or more like a consulting company at four or five X? Uh, they, they, it was kind of a mix of things. So projected revenue, uh, they did a lot of customer calls, a lot of customer references for projected future contract value. And so we based it on a multiple of a projected future contract revenue. Okay. And last time you were on, you'd articulated your team was about 13 folks. Is it still the same size today? Uh, 16. So hired okay. three more. And how many engineers? 
Uh, geez, about, I think it's nine now. Nine. Okay. And, and how many quota carrying sales reps? Uh, two. Two. Okay. So that went down. You had four last time. You fired two people. Uh, we let one go and I'm, well, I'm the third. <laughs> Got it. So I'm not quota carrying, but I am. Why'd you, you're equity carrying. Uh, why, why'd you let one go? I uh, just wasn't a fit. Like so. missing quota or what? Uh, yeah, it just wasn't, wasn't what we needed. Uh, we thought they were you know going to come in and take a senior role and, and we were wrong. So hmm, interesting. What was the general profile of that person? So other startups don't make the same mistake. Yeah, you know, I think the the mistake there is is we were excited about the past resume of the person and uh, referenced reference calls checked out with some high profile people in the valley, and uh, you know came from the the kind of late nineteen nineties early two thousands days of sales or enterprise sales, and it just wasn't a fit with our culture. Mm-hmm. Interesting. So my, my advice there would be to to you know for us now we always look at culture first and foremost. And the ability to execute it, it, it comes in, in parallel there, but it's more important that we get along as a team and that we're cohesive and, and that, you know, everyone is comfortable in the office. Yep. That's good. Now, are, are, I assume you're still burning capital. You just raised a bunch about how much you're burning per month. Uh, you completely cut out there. Yeah. I was just saying last time you were on, you said you're burning about $150,000 a month to drive growth. I assume you're probably burning that or more because you raised more. Yeah, it's, it's about that though um on okay. average just a little bit higher than that and what are most of your expenses going towards is it just engineering headcount or something else <laughs> yeah that's uh yep yeah, that's it <laughs> yeah yeah that's a big one are you doing meaningful kind of paid stuff yet facebook ads things like that or that's not a fit for this no uh you know we're, we're testing we're a b testing a few things and on a different you know a couple different mediums um we have found that kind of following the news and then targeting those geographic areas based on need. Um, what does that what's mean, us. filing the news? So uh, to give you an example, there's a country down in South America that is mandated biometrics as part of their security for one of their industries, the, the financial services industry. And so, you know, being able to to attach ads or attach campaigns to that type of news where the market is already looking for that solution helps us get in there a lot faster uh, so, you know, following the trends around the world is pretty important to us. There are places we want to work in. Um, but for the most part, you know, that's that's how a lot of the the demand arises is, is it's around regulation or a need for this type of technology. Is the Air Force still a customer for face access at bases? They are. Yes. Good. Um, so gotten our second contract with them. Uh, everything's is going well. So we're, we're very excited about working with the DOD. So how, like China calls and says we want to implement this all over China, but like you don't like their social policies. Do you take the deal? No. Um, How do you no, we, draw that line? Uh, you know, we have our internal protocols there and everyone knows that we don't do work in China uh, internally. So we, we just blanket say no to it. Uh, Russia is the same way. We won't do work in Russia. Um, and so, you know, we've got our policy about using this con- using computer vision in a responsible way and what that means to us and not powering things like mass surveillance. Um, you know, it, it's really important to the advancement of, of society, but also the, the adoption of this technology, the accelerated adoption of this technology, people need to trust it and we need to be transparent. So uh, we've turned deals down. We'll turn more deals down. Um, you know, at this stage, we want to empower the right use cases, not not ones that lead to surveillance of a group of people over in China. So 17 customers, $5,000 a month ARPU, that puts you about $85,000 a month right now in revenue or that million dollar run rate. Is that accurate? Uh, it's it's a, a bit higher than that, but okay. yeah, it's close. And where were you exactly a year ago? Do you remember? I don't, but I mean, in, in 2018, we only booked, you know, just under $200,000 in revenue. So significantly less. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So you're talking like 10, 20 grand a month back back a year ago. 
yeah. Uh, good growth. Um, okay. How are you getting new customers today? Uh, referrals, a big one for us. Uh, like I said, the, the need versus the want. You know, we were chasing Fortune 500 companies earlier in the year, uh, even 2018, that we're just trying to, or we found out we're just trying to understand more about what they could do, not what they needed. And so, you know, we've had to really refocus our kind of our blinders on on shiny objects. Um, so shiny companies, big brand names that aren't as meaningful to to our revenue growth as we once thought they could be. And so, you know, referrals are big for us. We still do a lot of outbound, um, a lot of in-person meetings. And, and it's really just, you know, networking around the industry for things like security or access control where there is a significant need. Um, but we went from sending, I think it was about 10,000 plus emails a month, um, you know, directed targeted emails a month to a fraction of that that are way more focused on on people that we know need the technology. So what are you targeting? You're sending out cold emails. What's the job title? Where are you getting the email? Is it LinkedIn or what? Uh, yeah, it was LinkedIn. They, they've clamped down on, on some of those different tools that we used to use. Um, so now, it, you know, LinkedIn lead feeder is a big one for us. Um, but yeah, I mean, finding the email one way or another, uh, or even asking in our network people that know, but it's typically an executive level or an innovation director, head of business development, head of new product, uh, that we know has an interest in this technology. Mm, interesting. Okay, good. So when you back into your fully weighted CAC to get a new $60,000 a year contract, what would you kind of put that in, put that at? You know, it's it's difficult to answer that question and I don't have a good answer for you right now. Um, we're still figuring that out. Mm-hmm. So well, if, a, if a salesperson closes $60,000 a year deal, what do you pay typically in commission? Uh, it depends on if they're hitting their yearly or quarterly quota. Um, okay. So anywhere from, you know, single digit percent up to very low double digit percentages. Okay. So let's assume 10%, right? Kind of in the middle, that's, that's 60 grand or sorry, that's $6,000 right there, about 10%, right? Of the, of the first year ACV, any other big cost besides commission? No, no. Okay. I mean, so you could argue you're spending about between six and 10 grand to get a new $60,000 a year customer. Right. Correct. Interesting. Uh, okay. Yeah. Cause the lead feeder stuff, you just pay for the software there, obviously, uh, which isn't a big fee. And then you just use those and it goes to your two sales reps. Correct. Yeah. Hmm, interesting. Any doing any like content stuff, speaking thought leadership? Yeah. You know, I, we were doing a lot of that earlier this year and I still do some of it. Um, I've, we're testing that, right? So we're testing, is it bringing in true ROI? And for us, I mentioned earlier, it takes months for us to close a client uh, that we start talking to. And so we're just now seeing some of the these speaking gigs translate into me having meetings and then into the, those customers being interested in them now paying us. So we're, we're in the process of analyzing that as part of our 2020 strategy if we're going to continue to do that. But yes, you know, I spoke in London, I spoke in Berlin earlier this year. Uh, and, and really for me, it's about understanding the, the markets overseas and you know london's a, a hot topic right now for the use of facial recognition uh they had a court case that was uh the, the judge ruled in favor of facial recognition which was a surprise to everyone and so you know i i think it's important for me to stay on top of the ball here internationally speaking when it comes to regulation on facial recognition and how public the public is perceiving it so spe- speaking is important to me um thought leadership is very important to us and we are continuing to push things out, but we want to make sure we're making the best use of our time. So we're analyzing that. Of all the customers that were paying exactly one year ago, did any of them downgrade or cancel completely? No. Okay, so you have no gross revenue churn annually? None. On average, what do they expand their accounts by? We, we haven't seen it. We're not we're not to that cycle yet. Just too early. Yeah. Very good, Sean. All right, man, let's, uh, let's wrap up here with the famous five. Number one, favorite business book? 
Uh, Connecting the Dots by John Chambers. Recent book, but uh, I really enjoyed reading it. Number two, is there a CEO you're following or studying? Uh, him. <laughs> you know, he did a great job at Cisco and he, he's been very vocal and active in the digit, digit, digitalization space uh, over in France, I think is his big initiative. So, you know, taking what I've learned from from him and his ability to lead at Cisco, seeing how he views the world as this big digital marketplace, uh, definitely trying to learn a lot from what he's done. Number three, what's your favorite online tool for building a company? Uh, Notion. Number four, how many hours of sleep do you get every night? Between seven and eight. Very <laughs> Good. All right. And uh, what's your situation? Married, single kids? I will be married in March. Okay. No kiddos. And how old are you? I am 31. 31. Last question. What do you wish your 20 year old self knew? Uh, to build genuine relationships quicker. Guys, there you have it. True face, uh, playing in the facial recognition space. They were doing just $200,000 a year uh, in 2018. They'll pass a million bucks this year. They've got about 17 paying customers paying about $5,000 a month, right? So run rate north of a million bucks per year, uh, growing nicely, burning capital. They're burning about $150,000 per month, but they've raised about 5 million bucks to drive that growth. 16 people on the team, nine engineers, two sales folks, too early to talk about uh, churn and things like that, but spending caught between seven and 10 grand to get a new $60,000 a year contract as they look to continue to scale. Sean, thanks for taking us to the top. Yep. Thank you so much.